Welcome to this edition of the Rights on the Line podcast. With the global pandemic continuing to impose social distancing and other changes to our lives, human rights defenders are increasingly dealing with new types of stress, on top of the regular barrage of threats, harassment, and smearing, among other risks and threats. In this episode, we go a bit behind the scenes with three human rights defenders to discuss how they deal with the impact of the work on their lives and well-being. One of the supports that Frontline Defenders offers to HRDs for their well-being and stress management is the Rest and Respite program. The program provides an opportunity for HRDs who are exhausted, experiencing burnout, or facing temporary safety issues to take some time out from their work and the stressful environment in which they are working. Frontline Defenders has been supporting HRDs on R&R since 2005, and they can be hosted for short stays in Ireland or in another location of their choosing. While the primary objective of the R&R program is to take some time to rest, HRDs can also use the period of relocation to develop their personal skills and contacts in order to prepare for their continued activism in their home country and to manage the risks they face. Activities including language classes, security training, networking with other human rights organizations, or public speaking about their work. Some defenders just want to spend some time with their families. Others use the time to focus on their health and well-being. Human rights defenders tell us that the time and space to reflect, the opportunity to experience a new culture, and the friendships they develop give them a new perspective and renewed energy to take on the challenges of their work on their return home. Abdi Fattah Hassan Ali is a Somali human rights defender and blogger based in Mogadishu. He is the co-founder of Digital Shelter, which works on digital security and online civic space, as well as on internet freedom in Somalia. My focus on human rights started uh, 10 years ago, actually. Um, uh, you know, growing up in a conflict zone and seeing all those uh, human rights abuses and violations committed by different actors uh, committed against uh, very vulnerable groups of, of the community um, turned me into a human rights defender and made me feel that I needed to speak uh, on behalf of my community. I need to use my voice to expose uh, those violations and impunity, which was actually uh, very uh, common in, in, in my country. Um, previously, I was working on access to justice programs, uh, peace, and youth empowerment. But right now, I am focusing purely focusing on protection uh, mechanism uh, for human rights defenders like me and bloggers as well as media professionals um, from digital uh, and physical attacks. So basically, right now, what I am doing in my organization is providing trainings and also learning by myself on the various uh, available techniques to protect um, human rights activists and defenders, uh, local human rights defenders uh, in the country. Um, So my main responsibility is uh, organizing those trainings, uh, providing support to human rights defenders and basically helping them, you know, to protect their 
online identity uh, and to protect themselves from both physical and digital attacks as they continue working on uh, on their various uh, issues and apart from my uh, work with the organization i also write articles and uh, publish on my blog uh, as well as other uh, platforms uh, mainly focusing on on freedom of expression in the digital space, you know, uh, online harassment against activists, um, and other uh, social uh, issues. So uh, that's also what I do, uh, apart from the my professional work with the organization. What motivated you to take a break from the work and seek time for rest and respite? What forced me to take a break from the work is basically uh, uh, actually uh, the threats that were coming to me uh, because of my work. And so there were direct threats that were coming to my phones, like as a phone calls or text. There were lots of trials of people trying to hack my accounts, my online accounts. There were... All, all that was happening because of the work that I was doing. I was working on different projects, actually, uh, uh, in 2016, 17, and 18. And at the same time, I was volunteering um, a lot of other uh, youth programs. And uh, because of the projects I was working, I, I received multiple uh, calls threatening me to stop what I was doing Um and at that time so it was so stressful i reached to a point where when i leave my home in the morning and i i, I go to the office i you know i i there's that pressure of you know not knowing well where if i am going back home safely and my family were worried my uh, friends were worried. My partners, the, the the colleagues that I was that I was working, both at home and and outside the country, were also uh, worried. So I felt like I really needed to take time out of the country, out of the environment, out of the working, you know, area, uh, and and then like uh, to feel. To go to somewhere like I can feel safe for a while, uh, I can feel re-energized uh, because I there was a moment that I lost, um, you know, hope that I was so disappointed that I really wanted to discontinue whatever uh, I was doing because of all these threats. So it was highly needed uh, break. And usually in in, in, in in my line of work back then there were no I was not taking a lot of leaves so I was doing I was in and out of the office all the time so and then combined with this uh, threats and new development so I had to uh, take uh, uh, a long break from the work and from the environment basically. What did you focus on during that time away, and how did that change or develop your perspective on your work 
and your situation back home? During my stay in Nairobi, um, I was actually relaxing most of the time. I was resting, but I was uh, also working and helping some of the colleagues in the office back home with some tasks. So because there were there were times that I needed actually that I was needed actually uh, to help the, the colleagues back uh, in the office, but most of the times I was resting and relaxing. And uh, I was also engaging with other human rights defenders uh, that I met in inside uh, Nairobi. And uh, uh, I was also engaging with other human rights organizations like Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International, their regional offices in Nairobi. And during my stay, I was also attending meetings and uh, within Nairobi and outside Nairobi because I was also traveling outside Kenya. So... While I was there, I was able to travel and uh, represent the organization in different uh, platforms. Um, so basically, it was both resting and working uh, uh, moment uh, during the my stay in Nairobi. What was it like going back to Somalia after this time away? What did it change? What were some of the things you did not expect? So coming back to my country uh, was not easy actually uh, it was mixed feeling uh, in one way i was feeling you know scared uh, because knowing uh, knowing that you're going back to the same place that you escaped like just a few months ago uh, it's not easy but also i was excited i was really excited because i knew that i was going back i was reuniting with my family uh, i was reuniting with my friends i was reuniting with other fellow human rights uh, defenders and activists and um, uh, i was uh, coming back to my work, you know, my passion, what I really like to do, which is basically uh, defending human rights. So on one aspect, it was, uh, like I said, a bit stressful. Uh, but on, 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 the, on the other aspect, it was super, super exciting. Um, there was no much change in the environment that I was uh, working uh, but uh, I think I have changed by, uh, um, you know, I, I changed myself, you know, like, for instance, when I came back to the country, I oh, I had to be very careful, I had to limit my movements, I had to change my numbers, I had to change a lot of things just to be extra, extra um, careful. Um, I really like it. Uh, this, there was something that I was not expecting, that I was not expecting, which is basically the solidarity and the support from other uh, human rights defenders and activists and, you know, people I worked with. Uh, it was super inspiring and super empowering. Uh, when I came back, I knew I had, uh, I met a lot of uh, my friends and a lot of the uh, colleagues whom we were working together. Uh, and it was very exciting moment, uh, you know, because we are all doing the same thing. We are all sacrificing our lives. We are all serving our community. And uh, there was that strong solidarity and support uh, from all corners, you know, from all uh, all the colleagues, all other human rights defenders, uh, which was actually beyond my uh, expectation. Why was it important for your well-being and for your work to take this break, and what is the longer-term impact? The rest and respite program was really very important uh, for my well-being, for my physical and psychological well-being, and also for the work uh, I was doing. Because as a human rights defender who works in in a conflict zone, you know, 
which is very stressful and which is very traumatized it is really very helpful sometimes to take break from both work and the environment and so it was very important uh, because uh, you'll get that uh, energy uh, at the end of the day of you know you'll you'll get that exciting and empowerment uh, you know and then you will be able to come back and adapt with the environment so as we work in a conflict zone we carry a lot of trauma because of the work uh, we are doing and on top of that sometimes you face threats you know the threats even go beyond beyond ourselves sometimes they go to our friends to our family members to our loved ones which is extremely extremely very dangerous so this uh, program was really very important and beneficial to uh, personally to me and i believe it will be beneficial to every other human rights defender particularly those who are working in conflict zones next we talk to queer activist anna sharigina from ukraine my name is Anna Sharigina. I work at the public association organization called the Kharkov Women Association's Fear NGO. We are co-organizers of the Kharkov Pride. I'm also a member of the Kharkov Pride, however, at the moment I'm less involved. This year, I will also take part in organizing the event. What were some of the challenges when thinking about taking time away? It is really hard to take some time off when you remain in the same country. We are under a lot of pressure because of the Kharkov Pride. We get homophobic threats. It makes it almost impossible to continue doing our work and to live our lives in the city. There is also an issue of money, because our salaries are just about enough to cover everyday life expenses, such as food. I have a child for who I can provide food, clothes, and a place to live. But I can't afford to buy plane tickets and go on vacation. What did you focus on during your break? To be honest, I didn't believe that it was true, that there is an organization that really understands the importance of taking time off and not only activism. When I went on break, it was really important for me to avoid any political news related to the Kharkov Pride or my work. I tried to read books on different topics, and I started an Instagram account, which at that moment was less politicized. I could spend time with my loved ones, with my girlfriend and my son, and I had a lot of new experiences because I have never been to a touristic place for break. And of course, these new experiences, new food, new people, and the underwater world we saw, all that shifted my attention from the political situation and the human rights problems, to my inner self and to that balance that exists in this world. I could see that not many people actually care about my homosexuality, and that there are other things to live for. What did you expect when you returned to work? And what things did you bring to your work and your colleagues as a result of this experience? 
I think I had very few expectations from the break, because when I contacted frontline defenders, my situation was very critical. I couldn't make any decisions, it was like I was paralyzed and couldn't do many things. I was very scared by the situation that happened after the Kharkov Pride. When I came back to work after break, I think it, I didn't expect that, but it felt like I cleared my head and the world became brighter. It was like everything became clearer and more colorful. The panic attacks stopped. I still had a lot of fear and anxiety, I think I still have not learned how to manage them, but at least I could continue working. Judging from what is happening now, my work was and continues to be effective. At the moment we are organizing the second Tark of Pride. Last year's was the first, and I'm certain that this is also because I had this opportunity to take time off. Thanks to this opportunity, I can foster the culture of self-care for myself, for my organization's team and the Kharkov Pride team, because many people are used to working way too hard. When we burn out, we burn out completely. At the moment, I'm trying to do everything I can as a project manager to make sure that people take a break when they need it, even if something at our organization has to be put on pause. I think self-care is really important, especially when you're a human rights activist. Why was it important for your well-being and for your work to take the break, and what has been the longer-term impact? We are organizing the second Kharkov Pride this year, which seemed entirely impossible after the first one, because I and our whole team were so exhausted we didn't even want to think about the Kharkov Pride. Moreover, despite the quarantine, we realize now that there are many other formats and we have the capacity for creative problem-solving. We also decided that it was very important to take time off before the Kharkov Pride planned for this September, as it will be very hard time. Our entire team is taking a month off now to gather our strength and prepare for the event that is so important for us and for this city. I would also like to have an opportunity one day to organize a real retreat for the entire team, because we are not just effective in our work, but also in supporting each other, to go on vacation, for example, to shift our focus. My dream now is to go somewhere as a team and to shift our perspective to see our situation in the global context and to have an opportunity to draw new conclusions and to take a fresh look at what we are doing. Finally, we talk with Atiria Vila, a human rights defender and journalist from Oaxaca, Mexico. Atiria is part of the National Citizen Observatory of Femicide and a civil society representative of the federal mechanism in charge of the Human Rights Defenders and Journalists Protection Program. Her work is focused on supporting families of victims of femicide, indigenous peoples, and human rights defenders and journalists at risk. She recently returned to Mexico from her R&R in Ireland, what motivated you to take a break from the work and seek time for rest and respite? In 2020, I accomplished 14 years defending human rights in my country. It is been a rewarding but also a never-ending journey. In our work, everything is important, stressful and painful. We walk every day with risk and carrying the responsibility to protect others. 
I know that is part of the job I have chosen and that it is my passion. But knowing terrible stories, seeing the frustration of the families that do not have access to justice, looking at the pictures of the threats that journalists and human rights defenders all around the country receive, have a negative impact in our lives, our thoughts, our spirits, and also our hopes. That is why I decided to rest for a while. My decision to be a human rights defender is a lifelong decision. So I realized that if I wanted to do it in a safe and healthy way, I needed to stop, think, and reflect on how we are doing things as a community of human rights defenders in Mexico, but also to learn new ways and new ideas. I needed to refresh my mind. I know that being healthy in body and mind can also prevent other risks. And today, in this time of a global pandemic, there are too many threats to humanity. We have too many challenges. So we need to be safe, protected, rested, but also happy. What did you focus on during that time away? And how did that change or develop your perspective on your work and your situation back home? Being out of my country for almost four months in the context of a pandemic made me realize what really matters. The need to have boundaries, have a balanced life, and do our work in an strategic way to make our movement sustainable. During the Rest and Respite program, I allowed myself to have time for me and even for my family. I read six books that have nothing to do with my job, but that gave me ideas and have strengthened my convictions. I walk without fear. I slept deeply without thinking that someone might break into my house. Now I know that another society, another country, and another world is possible. Today I can see that it is possible to live in a place where we are not worried about our survival. And also that with all these challenges, we have to defend human rights in a safer and more protected way. You have been away for longer than you had expected due to the COVID-19 pandemic. What do you expect when you return and what things will you bring to your work and your colleagues as a result of this experience? Even they are not here, my colleagues have followed this journey with me. It is lovely to see them asking me if I'm okay, if I eat well, if I sleep well. Being part of the feminist movement and having these kind of colleagues is like having an extended family with whom I share my day-to-day life, sharing my reflections and the need to be people, not machines, and to live our best lives as professionals, as strategic and effective women human rights defenders. Why was it important for your well-being and for your work to take this break? And what do you think will be the longer-term impact? Now I truly understand why well-being can also be the difference between life and death. For me, this opportunity came in the middle of a journey where everything is important, everyone needs attention, 
work never ends, where our lives start to belong to our ideals, our organizations, our movement, to the victims that we support. But now I realize that giving all can make us lose the battle or become the next victim. Through this opportunity, I have found that my voice matters, or voices matter. This rest and respite is like a gift for my soul and a gift of life. For more information on the Frontline Defenders Rest and Respite program, please visit www.frontlinedefenders.org slash wellbeing. And for more episodes of the podcast, go to www.frontlinedefenders.org slash podcast, where you will find links to your favorite podcast platform.